This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Divine Power Podcast, where we discuss the power of healing, spirituality, and becoming boundless. My name is Hannah Horn, and I am so grateful to connect with you beyond what is physical. Let's get started. If any of you know this intro song and where it's from, I love you. It's just another day. I think that's the lyrics. I don't know. I uh, love anime. I just, I really do. I don't know why I slept on it for so long. And my boyfriend introduced me to it like a year ago or so. And the thing about anime is when you get into an anime and you really want to be dedicated to it it is like i just said it's a dedication <laughs> where do i even begin so the the intro that you just heard the song that's from bleach season four there's always a new intro song every season but i really love bleach very much it i look forward to watching it every single day i don't know what it is just like an episode or two only like 20 minutes long and the character development and the growth and like the spirituality aspect and I don't know it's like there's like spiritual pressure involved if you know you know I'll stop talking about anime but I'm very glad to be recording I'm glad I didn't wait a whole month I actually did record once by myself and then once with my boyfriend and I did upload the one with my boyfriend and then immediately took it down because I just felt insecure about it in a way. I have no other ways of explaining it. We just were not organized. We were all over the place. We were a mess. We were low-key bickering back and forth. We always play fight, but I feel like it's just like not cute in a podcast setting. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway... I just got off of a long, long day at work. Another long, long day. Um, Updating you guys, I am working full time now. I do have a new job and I am very, very blessed. Um, I did hear a quote recently that kind of like changed my perspective for a moment. And even though it is quote unquote a little bit more negative, and or pessimistic i don't think it's pessimistic i think it's just very realistic um and work would not be work if it was always fun and with that quote being said i'm not saying work can't be fun but what i'm saying is sometimes things that take time things that take effort things that are worth it and bring uh future gratification instead of instant gratification are not always fun they're not always easy they're not always comfortable and I've kind of taken that aspect with me to work so when I do find a challenge or something that might make me upset or whatever it may be a customer a co-worker myself um, anything 
I see that as a chance for growth, a chance to learn, a chance to improve, a chance to ask myself why I'm reacting that way, why I'm feeling that way. Learning to take the negative triggers in your life and turn them into growth, turn them into a lesson, turn them into something new that you get to learn about yourself and uh, unravel and discover and improve. For example, for the longest time, for the longest time, I used to compare myself to almost anyone and anything, anyone I worked with. doesn't matter if they were, you know, considered manager or associate. It didn't matter. I used to compare myself to work ethic. I used to compare myself to looks. I used to compare myself to personality. I, for the longest time in my life, I just used to compare. And the moment that I gave myself the same love and compassion and understanding that I used to give and still do give everybody else is the moment that I stopped, you know, what's the word? I don't know how, how else to explain this, but I, this is not even a word. Impostering, syndroming myself. <laughs> that's the only way I can explain it. Because that's what imposter syndrome does is it makes you feel less. It makes you feel not capable. It makes you feel like you can't do it. And so I would feed myself that stupid ass story. And the moment that I stopped comparing and started seeing everybody as their own individual lights, full of their own capabilities and their own talents that nobody else can compare to, was the moment that I was free. When I realized that everybody is uniquely and beautifully made, and I've been told that as a child day in and day out, and I don't know why I kind of always heard it and understood it, but now am applying it to my life with not only the recognition of it, but affirmations and practices that allow me to live that lifestyle. Hence, tapping into negative triggers that bring up those comparison intrusive thoughts. Um, was that even a word? Comparison intrusive thoughts. I don't even, that doesn't sound right. Comparing, <laughs> comparison intrusive thoughts. Anyways, you guys know what I'm saying. It allows me to tackle those intrusive thoughts that make me compare myself to other people and then therefore belittle my worth. It's fucking ridiculous because here I am rationalizing all these people's behaviors, the way they react, the way they talk, looking out in the best in everybody but myself. And that was where I fell short. And the moment that I gave myself the same space that I gave everybody else was the moment that I, yes, I'm still living in my body. Yes, I'm still Hannah. But it's almost like I'm friends with myself. You can call me cuckoo. You can call me crazy. I don't care. I don't care. It makes life more peaceful. It makes my life more blissful. It makes life more optimistic. Makes it easier to grow. Makes it more fun and enjoyable to be alone and get to know myself. Like I'm staring at myself in the mirror right now. Okay, bad bitch. Hi. Doesn't mean I'm going to feel that way in a couple of hours or in a couple of days. But I'm cherishing this moment right now because... I'm continuing to really practice and really put in the work to not only have self-love, but self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is like right now noticing that 
although I'm feeling amazing about myself right now and I don't know why I would ever compare myself to anybody else regardless of what I look like or what they look like or how they act or how much money they make or how much money I make and how I act or da 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 why would I compare when I am uniquely and beautifully made but a couple of days from now I might not think that I might have these negative horrible intrusive thoughts that make me feel so much less so unworthy so unsuccessful so uh how do i say this so poor almost like i'm a quote-unquote failure and i don't know what the hell it is and i don't know if anybody else goes through this but i have moments days where i am on top of the world and i think sometimes it's hormonal especially for women if men do experience this, I apologize. Uh, I know that women's hormones are a little bit more... I don't know the science behind it. All I know is that ours are a little bit more reactive. Hence why we might be more emotional. Or we might feel more. Or whatever they want to fucking label as. As we just are what we are, okay? <laughs> like the end of the day, we are what we are. I'm sorry. If you can... if men can be what they are why can't women like i don't understand why do we have to be labeled as oh this is our hormones or oh the this is this and we have to constantly make excuses for our behavior when no we don't have to belittle ourselves to please you and make you comfortable like no 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 uh that's not to say that that doesn't happen from women to men. I know that I, a lot of women uh, that say things like, oh, I hate men. Oh, I hate all men. I think that's a horrible, disgusting statement to make. Horrible. And if you want to disagree with me on that, that's fine. But it's the same way as fucking stereotyping an entire race based off of one person's actions. It's the same thing as stereotyping an entire gender based off of one person's actions. Or an entire company or an entire community you cannot stereotype everybody is their own individual period end of story okay I was talking about those negative intrusive thoughts and how they do contribute to my comparison mindset and I did get a little off track so I apologize but we are back uh, for example I'll be at work and how do I explain this? I will see someone above me and totally forget that they've been there for months or years and forget all their experience and forget that they worked for that position and automatically go, oh, well, look at my position. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, honey, no. And in those moments, instead of feeding into the, oh, well, I'll never get there. I'll never get there. It's taking a step back and acknowledging that they work to be there. Acknowledging that they've been there for quite some time. Acknowledging the experience and the practice and the work that they put in. And acknowledging that I can't just have everything I want handed to me. That I need to work for things. That I need to work for the life that I want to live and not just speak it out loud and pray it happens. Do I believe in manifestations? Absolutely. Do I believe in prayer? Absolutely. But do I believe in putting the fucking work? Abso-fucking-lutely. Absolutely. There's a balance. And you cannot victimize yourself 
for not seeing results when you're not putting in the work. Please. Don't come crawling and crying when you're not seeing the results when you're not putting in the work. And I can say the same shit to myself. There are days where I pity myself because I'm not where I want to be, but there I am sitting in my bed and doing jack shit. And that's okay. Because days like that help me be more prepared for the next day to actually tackle my goals. But in the past, instead of using that negativity as fuel and turning in it into growth and positivity and drive to actually achieve what I want to achieve, I would use it as fuel to pity myself, to build a deeper hole, to not let myself get up to say, oh, well, I haven't done it now. I won't, nah, nah, when, why, why should I? There's no point. And I feel the same way about podcasting. Literally, what was it, two nights ago? I told myself I was going to podcast and I got home and I lazily looked at the computer and I said, no, I'm a hypocrite. And I did not feel good about myself. I knew that if I would have opened the computer and I would have turned on my mic, that I would have felt better. Would I have posted it? Who knows? But would it have been more beneficial than listening to negative intrusive thoughts and going to sleep on that negativity? Yeah, a lot more beneficial. And so I'm not saying you're always going to make the right choice. I'm not saying you're always going to make the perfect choice. But what I am saying is that when you acknowledge the negative choices and when you praise the positive choices, eventually the positive choices start to outrun the negative ones. And I see that more and more in my life every single day in the way I react to people, in the way I speak, in the way I articulate myself, in the way I carry myself, in the way I speak to myself, in the actions I take during my day, in my perspective, in the way that I eat, in the way that I exercise. Guys, I had to stop running every single day. I did not want to admit this to you guys, but there was a time in my life when my eating disorder was very bad and I was very addicted to cardio and would literally only give myself self-worth if I went for a run that day. I'm not fucking bullshitting you. I would not allow myself to eat until I ran, no matter if it was 2 p.m., 6 p.m., or 8 p.m. It did not matter. And so I was falling into that cycle again where even if I slept until 11 p.m. and I didn't want to go for a run that day, I would still force myself to go for a run. (sighs) And I probably wouldn't eat till 3. And I was falling into a very poor cycle and I do apologize for not sharing this with you guys And I do apologize that, you know, behind the scenes is much different than what I was explaining because intentionally it really was to train for the Air Force. It was. And it was healthy and it was great. And eventually I started to kid myself and would tell myself, well, I love to run. I love to walk. I love doing this. I'm actively choosing to do this. When I wasn't, I was, yes, technically choosing to do it, but I was only doing it because I felt like I would get, how do I explain this? I felt like I would gain weight. I felt like I was going to lose all my progress. 
that was what my ego told me but i'm telling you my intuition knew oh my gosh it knew from the very beginning for months and months my intuition has been telling me cardio after you weight train cardio after you weight train not before not before not before and i've been in such procrastination and such denial for so long and i cannot tell you guys why my mind warped that idea into my head but at least i can acknowledge it now and do i do cardio every single day now absolutely not ladies and gentlemen i am free i am free and do i feel a single ounce of guilt about it no are there moments in my morning where i have a thought that's like you could have run this morning you probably would have felt better and then it just passes and then i go no i'm not any more or less if i run or not (laughs) i just battle it right back and it passes and i go on with my day and i don't allow the intrusive thought to take over my emotional well-being because i didn't believe people for so long Uh, And there's a certain extent to this, but I didn't believe people for so long when they would tell me, you do have control over your emotions. I'm not saying you have control over the way that you feel, but you do have control over the way you react. And I wasn't very, I was in, how do I say this? I was in a lot of denial. I was very much in denial. That's what I was trying to say. I was very much in denial for a long, long, long time. And I was like, no, I just feel this way. No, I just react this way. No, this is just who I am. And yeah, of course, I feel this way. But is my reaction, am I going to feel, this is the question, am I going to feel good about my reaction after the fact? Am I going to feel satisfied? Am I going to feel like I'm a better person because of it? Am I going to feel like I've resolved whatever conflict is going on? Or no conflict. It might be a joyous occasion. But what I am trying to get at here is I'm actually downloading the present moment and creating my reaction. Not based off of what I feel, but about what my intuition is guiding me to do. Do I always follow through with this? No. Definitely not. I am not fucking perfect, nor will I ever be. But... I am addicted to growing. I am addicted to being a better person. I am addicted to being at peace. I am addicted to restoring this earth, to eating well, to being better, to nourishing my body, to being mobile and agile and just being a free human, just being a human and not being restricted to any conformities or stereotypes or beauty standards or diet cultures, just living a free, abundant life full of blessings and love and joy regardless of what is happening in that very moment and it's a very much easier said than done there are times at work where I you know it's like the last 30 minutes I'm like I just want to be home and I catch myself I'm like no that's not where you're meant to be you're meant to be here and so instead of wishing I was somewhere else because there's nothing I can do I come back to the present moment and I take in every opportunity I can. Because one thing I will say, and Steve Harvey said it best, he actually stayed at the resort I'm working at a couple, uh, I think it was like a week or two ago. Um, But I saw on social media, I don't know why he's all over my social media. Anyway, he said it best. If you're constantly looking for something outside yourself, 
and not paying attention to the present moment, you're going to miss all the opportunity it might bring. For example, if I'm constantly fixated every day on being in Hawaii and envisioning myself in Hawaii, that's wonderful. But in doing so, if I'm demeaning the life I'm living right now and telling myself that my life right now is any less until I reach that goal, I'm going to miss every opportunity along the way that might help me get to where I want to go. And then then in return, just kind of, uh, what's the word, um, hurt myself. There's only so much I want to share, but it has always been my dream and a part of me, my ego especially, hates <laughs> that uh, this is the stereotype that's attached to girls that do want to move there and I'm sure I'll receive judgment for it, whatever it may be, whatever it comes my way. Like It is what it is, but I have been wanting to move to Hawaii since I was 12 or 13. My dad has been going to Hawaii every couple months. He always sneaks over. He would always sneak over to the islands and spend a couple days there, maybe a couple. I don't know if he ever spent a couple weeks, but he was also single at the time. This is when my parents are separated. Anyway, he still goes to Hawaii fucking 20, 30 years later and comes back and forth and always says that that will forever be his home. He just has a lot of roots here. And so I, for some reason, have always felt the calling that I would like to go there as well. I'm not talking about live there, but I do want to build some roots there temporarily. I think it would be very exciting to live in different places for different periods of your life. I don't think you have to pick up and where you move is where you stay. I think it'd be really awesome to stay in this state and then this state and then this country and then on this island and then I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is like, just because I say I want to go to Hawaii and live there doesn't mean that it's my end-all be-all. And I have a lot of opportunities and possible paths that will lead me along there. And do I think about it every day and envision it every day? Yes, I really do actually. But a lot of the realizations I'm having lately is Do I want to be there because I want to be there or because I'm trying to run away? Do I think that going there is going to solve all my problems? And the answer is no. And that was the story I told myself for a long time, subconsciously without knowing it, was that moving to Hawaii would suddenly erase all my anxiety, all my depression, all my uh, imposter syndrome, all my intrusive thoughts that tell me I'm a failure, all my guilt, my eating disorder problems, whatever it may be. I, for some reason, had this false idea that Hawaii would solve it. And I know that's not the case. The same emotional feelings I'm feeling right now, if I picked up everything and moved to Hawaii right now and you handed me money in my hand, yeah, I would feel instantly happy and instant gratification but a couple weeks later down the line when that new thing has weared off those mental emotional afflictions haven't gone anywhere they're still there they still will be there i should say and so what i'm using this time for right now before i 
move anywhere or become more independent or completely financially independent because I am financially independent in a way but I mean completely like moved out and everything is to make sure that my mental emotional health is prepared to make sure that I am ready to tackle anything and anyone that tries to hurt my energy that I am prepared to take every single moment and make it a blessing and an opportunity for my future and for myself in this moment. Because if I have all of this time, per se, you could say time, to be here with my family, with my grandparents, with my mom, with my dad, with my baby sister, with my siblings, with Florida, <laughs> with all that Florida has to bring. If I'm constantly fixated on wanting to be in Hawaii, I'm gonna miss all the beauty that's happening right now. Like literally, if I really take a step and look around me, where I live is so gorgeous. And I can say that full heartedly, it's not me trying to brag or anything, that's actually me just saying how grateful I am to be born where I am born. And sometimes I used to feel guilt about being blessed, about being financially independent by having loving parents, about, I'm not saying my parents are perfect, I'm not saying that, they are by no means perfect, but they are very supportive and they will always be by my side. Obviously there are extremes on the scale, but I'm talking about career, I'm talking about school, I'm talking about clothes tattoos piercings things like that they are so open and so accepting and especially with religion and things like that anyway i'm very blessed uh and i don't know why for so long i had this like idea that hawaii was so much prettier than florida i'm sure in aspects it like really is but florida is its own if you live here and you live on the uh east side south Florida, even on the west side, I've been over to Marco Island, it's beautiful over there. But if you live on the east, east side of Florida, take a moment. Go to the beach, bro. Go to the beach. If you don't like the beach, I don't know what to tell you. Or go to a park. Take a moment to just like look around. Look how green it is. Look how blue the sky is. Look how blue the water is. Look how beautiful the sounds of the birds chirping in the morning is those little things guys will change your life and this is not just for the people that are living in florida i've been to where else have i been to texas i love texas i actually have friends that are obsessed with like the city aspect of texas uh whether that's houston or san antonio if you live in a city there are so many beautiful things to recognize there too i'm not saying to completely throw out all the nasty negative aspects of it but like your life you need to find balance and don't constantly undermine your experience right now because it's not what you want in order for you to get where you need to be you need to experience this now fully fully and i mean asking yourself what am i feeling what are these emotions coming up what are these opportunities i can grab what can I do right now that through time and practice will turn into possibly a business, will turn into a hobby, 
will turn into a talent, will turn into a project, whatever it may be. For me right now, that's fitness content. Do I expect to have sponsorships and thousands of followers overnight? (laughs) Definitely not. But do I expect myself to put in the work, the time, the effort to achieve goals like that that might take a year, two years, three years? Yes, but that means that I need to put in the work as badly as I want it. Not just post a couple times and then just forget about it and just give up essentially. And sometimes the podcast can be hard because there are times where I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this for the rest of my life? And if I don't do this for the rest of my life, am I a failure? And no, I'm not. If one day I decide to pull out this mic and tell all of you divine power lovely people that I would no longer like to record and that I just ask for respect, then I'll feel no guilt about it. And I know that you guys would do nothing but send me love. Just like I send you all my love. I actually got a couple questions on my questionnaire. I apologize, guys. The episode that was supposed to be recorded that day, uh... How do I explain this? <laughs> it uh, it didn't come out as planned. So I do have some of the questions though. Let me look at them for you. I wrote down three. I got a couple. There's just too many for me to go through. So I wrote down like the three big ones that really stood out to me and we'll go through them. So my first one that I got was body positivity versus body neutrality. And this is just like, in my opinion, self-love and self-acceptance. I know there are people who completely dismiss positivity, who completely dismiss self-love, and are fully and only for acceptance and neutrality. While I do agree with acceptance and neutrality, and just loving every ounce of you, for me, I have to love the cellulite in the back of my thighs. No matter how much water I drink, no matter how much exercise, no matter how much I run, no matter how well I eat, I gotta love this fucking cellulite on the back of my legs. I've accepted these big juicy calves that fucking will forever stay this big no matter how much I train them or don't train them. In my opinion, I think that self-love and uh, self-acceptance or body positivity and body neutrality can have a harmony and a mix. Because while, and I spoke on this earlier, while I might say, while I might say that I love my eyes and everything about me right now, to be real with you, tomorrow, I might not say the same. I might sit here and pick apart every part of me, but where body neutrality and self-acceptance comes into play is when you use that aspect. Because you know when you're really down in the fucking dumps, And not a single damn ounce of you wants to be like, oh my god, I love myself so much. Because you know you're playing yourself. You really do. What self-acceptance and body neutrality does for you is saying, this is temporary. I am only human. Beauty standards are nothing but programming. I am merely a flesh suit. I am uniquely and beautifully made. End of story. Walk away. Like... You are uniquely designed. How amazing is that? There is nobody else that looks exactly like you unless you're a twin. There are still little things about you though that make you special, so still. You are uniquely and beautifully designed. Why would you want to look like anybody else? Body neutrality is very 
very, very powerful because on those days when you're, you know, you might start, if you're a woman, you're about to start your period or you're just having a, a down day. Like you can't seem to pull yourself out of these mental, emotional afflictions, no matter how much journaling you do, how much meditation you might do, how much affirmations you might do, no matter what music you listen to, no matter what uh, thoughts you tell yourself. Some days you're going to look in the mirror and it's not going to make you happy. And what body neutrality is going to do is liberate you from thinking that that is going to be your forever outlook on yourself. It's just accepting yourself no matter what you look like at the time of the day because you still are yourself. The physical appearance is not what matters. I sound cliche when I say that and I'm hearing myself say that and I know it sounds corny but it's true. It's very, very true. When you're having a conversation with someone and you're really into the conversation, are you analyzing their appearance or are you interacting with their energy? And you need to feel that way about yourself when you are by yourself. Why the fuck are you analyzing your appearance instead of playing with all of the energy that's moving throughout your body and feeling all of the triggers that are coming up and talking to your younger self and dancing and moving around and listening to music and I don't fucking know, journaling and doing something that's not having you stare at yourself in your phone or your mirror. Something that lets you actually experience the body. Okay? Okay. On to the next one. How to feel independent while in a relationship and grow as your own while still loving another. I was growing codependent on my boyfriend, so girl, I feel you with this one. Um, I'm actually implementing this into my life right now and I wanted to make an episode with Casey so we could discuss how we both went about this because Casey, my boyfriend, how do I explain this? He does not have that same issue where he feels like he needs to be alone for a couple of days in order to like recharge. He's totally cool with it, but if he wanted to be with me every single day, he'd be cool with that too. Me, on the other hand, it's nothing against him. It's I need alone time. After like the fourth day or so i need like a few hours to myself to fully recharge i'm and i'm talking like sleeping in an extra hour waking up slowly journaling maybe getting on my yoga mat going for a drive to the beach by myself going to the gym by myself taking myself out for an acai bowl day by myself something by myself and and for so long, I was so afraid to ask him. Me just simply looking at him and saying, I need space. And not in a negative aspect. And that's where I think a lot of the confusion comes into play is people take it as a personal attack. And I love Casey for this as he's so good with communication. And if you are in a relationship, I do really, 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 really suggest being with someone that can communicate and articulate how they feel and how they want to be treated and their standards in a relationship because communication goes a long, long, long way. You don't want it to fester into something and turn into a huge argument or confrontation or anything like that. Also, my family just got home, so we're gonna have to speed this up. I simply asked him, hey, I really want to make this work. 
And in order for me to feel like I have space to grow and be the optimal version of myself and not feel like I'm losing myself in this relationship, I need days to myself. Not to make me feel single or whatever, but to just make me uh, actually be with myself and not allow myself to get distracted by somebody that makes me happy no matter what. Because it's really easy to get distracted in other people. It really, really is. And just kind of dismiss all your responsibilities and growth that you need to take in your life. It's so, so easy. And then the last question that I have, I hope that was well explained. I will try to make a whole episode on it, but really is communication with the independency and then actually taking action to live it. For me, that's having a full-time job by myself. That's my boyfriend is not sleeping over tonight. That's me podcasting right now by myself. That's me journaling and things like that. It's just really stepping back and actually just not forgetting about the relationship but almost just living my life like I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself for a couple of hours and I really don't think there's anything wrong with that as I've said before it's selfish self-love the last question that I got from one of my lovely listeners was how do you deal with the feeling of stepping out of your comfort zone but having lots of anxiety because of it this could be a whole other topic in itself for example these workout videos I've been posting is whatever is meant to happen will happen but I don't want you to sit and regret not taking those steps that or those leaps that could have changed your life for the better but when it comes to doing things that make you uncomfortable and having anxiety because of it you cannot deny the anxiety the anxiety is going to be there when the anxiety comes up I want you to try something for me There are times where I really, really don't want to do it and it absolutely sucks the first four breaths. But as I get into it, it always feels so much better. You're going to take a deep, 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 deep inhalation and then exhale and really push your belly out like huge, like, how do I say this? Like a huge, huge belly breath. Essentially, this is supposed to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. I don't know all the science behind it. But sometimes when you're really stressed out or having a lot of uh, emotions or you're anxious or things like that, you can take a step back and kind of like look at your anatomy and body composition from a science standpoint, not so much a spiritual standpoint, and actually slow your heart rate down through your breath. And then in return with your heart rate slowing down, your thoughts might slow down and your anxiety will slow down and you can slow down. It's kind of like using it as like a cheat sheet. Like, oh, I know how my human body works. I'm going to use this to my advantage. All in all, I do want to say to this last question is really taking the first step. I wish I could give you the exact advice on what to do. But all I can tell you is that the anxiety is inevitable. But the anxiety is going to bring you more growth than anything else because there's so much to learn from it and so much to feel and so much to ask yourself why is this coming up lately i feel like my life is just entirely me stepping out of my comfort zone and uh, realizing how much i missed by not doing it sooner and then feeling this euphoria and it's a constant cycle and i'm loving it i really am 
my lovely listeners it's been a long time since i've talked this long and felt like i could keep talking i really missed you guys um i'm sending all my love please feel free to reach out to me on my instagram or tiktok my instagram handle is at hannah h-a-n-n-a-h dot horn h-o-r-n my tiktok is hannah h-a-n-n-a-h g horn h-o-r-n there is a g between my tiktok handle and a dot between my instagram handle between the hannah and the horn i hope that makes sense i'm sending all my love i will see you in the next one